got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employers respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. You don't put those inside of you, do you? This is a show about women. I mean, you do? Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly-veiled aspirational nightmare. It's not hosted, not narrated, we're just dropping into a woman's world. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. Looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. (laughs) Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. are now listening to The Professional I'm super excited about this week's episode. Uh, before we begin, let's do a little housekeeping. Please make sure to follow me on Instagram at the Professional Homegirl, at the PHG Podcast, and last but not least, at Ebene Beauty. Please make sure to visit the website at www.thephgpodcast.com. And last but not least, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or if you want to be a guest on the show, please email me at hello at the phgpodcast.com. Now, keep in mind that all of my guests are anonymous, so let's begin this week's episode. So, I'm really, really excited about this week's episode because this is a follow-up from my guest from last year. It literally been like a whole year since we did um, did her first episode. So, to my guest, how you feeling? Hey, boo, how are you? (laughs) I'm good. So, if the voice (laughs) don't sound familiar, it's because she is from... I am a woman from the transgender community. That episode is literally in the top three. One of my Ooh, 
you make me feel so good. <laughs> One of my best episodes. So if you want to catch up before you continue with this episode, I think it's episode number eight. So to my guests, how you feeling? I'm feeling really good. I'm glad we were going to do an update because it just shows people what can happen within a year. You know? Yes, I mean, a lot can definitely happen within a year. And it's so crazy because we was talking and I was like, damn, it's really been a year. <laughs> it's, it has been a year. The last time you spoke to me, I had just lost my virginity. Yeah, I, I so. know. I got that on the list for questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, woo. So how has your family dynamics changed since your last episode? Oh, so um, family dynamics. Um, so the current state of my family, me and my father have not spoken in probably over a year. So y'all still haven't spoken? No. Mm. It's probably going on two yeah, years Yeah, it's going on two years. Yeah, I haven't spoken to my dad. And um, I'm aware that he knows that I transitioned. I'm aware that he's seen photos of me. And I'm also aware that he doesn't like it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I haven't reached out. I, I've just left that alone. I come to grips with it. Like I cannot change him. And so I rather just keep it moving as shallow as that may sound, but that's still my father and I love him, but my happiness come first. So I have to do what I have to do. What about your mom? Um, mom. So for a while we were like super close and she was actively trying to get to know her child. But I think a lot was going on with my younger brother because mm-hmm. I have a younger brother that's bipolar and schizophrenic. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. he requires a lot of attention. And, you know, for a long time, we didn't want to acknowledge that my brother had, you know, some mental disorders. And so it was like, okay, this is real. This is really what's going on. And I know it's hard for her, but I think she took a back seat to me. Like she put me in the back burner mm-hmm. and she just, you know, I'm out here on my own. Life processes. I have a good tribe of people who I've developed my family. Mm-hmm. I had to learn. I had to learn the idea of creating a family instead of thinking family was limited to those who are blood related to me. Yeah. So now with my mom, the last conversation we had two weeks ago, I was updating her on things that were going on with me. And she was trying to call me by a name that I no longer use, that no longer exists. Mm. And she just just telling me, I'm your mother. I gave birth to you. I can call you whatever I want. And I was like, no, mom, you have to get to know me. I'm not that person anymore. That person will never exist again. That's done. Right. Completely. So I, I don't think she can handle it. So, you know, I talk to my mom probably like every four weeks. Mm. What about your siblings? So my youngest brother, who is bipolar schizophrenic, he's incarcerated. Oh, really? My yeah, mm. he has a lot going on. Um, my other brother, he just finished school for dental hygiene. He's doing really well. He I, he just makes me so proud. Like I just, oh my god. Mm-hmm. I, me and him have a really good relationship, and we don't have any issues. My sister. She texts me, like, you know, I just got my place. I would like for you to come over. But me and her have a lot of unresolved issues because when I first transitioned, she didn't accept me. She was, like, really condescending and mean to me. Mm-hmm. And we didn't have a relationship for a year. And so she texts me and she was like, hey, I want to start with you off right. I want to talk to you. But I've, when I, I've just retreated in my shell and I stayed away. I just, I just completely stay away from my family. Yeah. 
So last time I spoke with you, which is like literally a year ago, um, you literally lost your virginity like the weekend before we had our first conversation. So minus the situation that we're going to speak about later, how has your dating life been? Oh, dating life. So to touch on what happened with my virginity, I literally lost my virginity. We did that interview and I just was <laughs> thrusted into like dating. <laughs> and um, me and him attempted to get intimate again. However, I don't believe he understood how to please a trans woman. He had never been with a trans woman before me. So he was just like, it, it, it wasn't a connection like it should have been. Mm-hmm. It was just like a moment of fun. And we did it. And it, it is what it is. And um, I just stepped away from it and I kept it moving. Like, I was like, okay, this is not somebody in my senses. I like you, but uh, I kept I kept it going and I started actively dating, like going out on dates and my confidence was up. I thought I was that girl. Like, I, I had a, 2019, I had a whole hot girl summer. Yeah, yeah. You, was, <laughs> you was out in the street. I was looking at you. I was like, child. <laughs> I had a hot girl year. (laughs) And it's so funny. So if I like with certain guests, whatever, like I connect with them. And if I'm in their city, I always try to link up with them. So I linked up with uh, this week's guest um, in Miami. And we went out for like lunch, whatever. And we got to connect and all this other stuff. Like it was a really good, fun time. So recently me and her was DMing each other. And you shared with me that days before... I saw you, you was sexually assaulted. Yeah. Oh, gosh. I know. So, But I feel like um, you sharing this story, I think it's going to shed light on what women go through, especially women of the transgender community, which I'm going to, we can talk about that later, but I just thought it was so crazy because, you know what's so funny? When I was looking back on your stories and stuff, I definitely saw a change in you now. Yeah. Yeah. So this was somebody... This was someone that you was casually dating. Yes. So tell us about that relationship with this person. Well, this was somebody I met. I knew. And I didn't feel afraid. I wasn't scared. Like, I was very comfortable with him. I had been around him so much. We had been intimate before. He, I got so comfortable with him. I could leave my purse around him. Like, this was somebody who... We, bo- we both had decided we didn't want to commit to one another, but we had such a strong connection. And it was like, okay, like, you dope. You dope mm-hmm. as hell. Like, I, I, I'm glad. Like, the situation just worked for us. And then I was in school, and I'm trying to become a I wasn't trying to commit to nobody, and he understood that. So how the story goes, I it was a... It was during the time I it was a hurricane and um you know, we gotta prepare for the hurricane and he hit me up like, Hey, are you gonna be working or not? And I'm like, No, I'm not working, I'm home. He's like, Well, who are you gonna be with? I'm like, I'm by myself. He was like, You can't be going through the hurricane by yourself. Like, you know, let me come over there and keep you company so you don't have to be alone. I'm like, Okay, cool, you know. I was excited to see him. I'm like, Okay, cool, you know. It just made me like him even more because I was like, that's some dope shit. You know, you gonna, you thought about me in this whole process. So mm-hmm. he came over. But there was something very off. Like and what? I felt that, like when I first seen him, he gave me a hug. And I, and I was like, hey. And we was just, we do. But he just seemed very tense. Mm. 
And I was like, yo, what's wrong? Like, you acting stupid. Like, calm down. And he was like, nothing, nothing. And so his phone kept ringing. The phone, his cell phone just kept ringing. I don't know who was calling him, but his cell phone just kept ringing. We were laying in the bed. The phone is still ringing. So I pick up the phone. Because at this point, I'm like, who is calling you? Well, you answered the phone? I answered the phone. It was another chick. Mm-hmm. she's like who are you and I'm like this is who I am and she's like where is so and so and I'm just like I hung up and I was like you got a chick like why you didn't tell me you got a girl like what's like you out here doing stuff like let me know he's like I'm not with nobody I'm here with you da 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 you know the story we get into this heated argument so days pass and I, I'm like okay they got it all clear I'm gonna go to the campus cause I need to see an advisor I'm getting ready. I'm doing my makeup. Me here three days and you're not going to have sex with me? And I'm like, no, I'm not having sex with you. I don't want to have sex with you. I don't know what you're doing in the streets. I don't trust you. I'm good. And he was like joking like he had put his hand on my shoulder. And then he was like rubbing on my neck. So I'm like, boy, move. Like, I'm trying to get ready to go. Like, I'm not, we're not having sex. Like, I'm not doing this with you. And I'm laughing. And this was days later. But then after the storm well he was here yeah he was here for three days the third day is when it happened and um he started to get real aggressive and he put his hand around my neck okay so he has his hands around my neck and uh we're i'm thinking like why are you doing this like what's it's shocking me because he had never done this before and he was like you really not gonna have sex with me i said no i'm not having sex with you i told you that and then he started to get real aggressive. He was like, I'm, I said, you're going to rape me? He was like, I'm not going to rape you. You're going to give it to me. What? And that's when, the, in my mind, I was like, yeah. In my mind, it, it clicked. Like, okay, no, he's not playing anymore. He's serious. And then he started to choke me. And he, I was like, let me go. I can't breathe. You're choking me. And he just continued to choke me, pushing my head into the wall. And he was like, bring your ass out here. And he, he drugged me from my bathroom to my living room. He said, lay on the couch and take your clothes off. And I was like, you really about to rape me? Like, is this what you're doing? I was like, I don't want to have sex with you. Like, let me go. And he's kissing on me. He's trying to take my panties off. And now he's choking me. And I can't breathe. Mm. At this point, I cannot breathe. And I'm telling him, like, I cannot breathe. You're choking me. In that moment, as I'm, he's starting to punch on me. And I'm like, oh, God, girl, just let him have sex with you. Just don't fight back. Just let him have sex with you. Just... So you don't die. In that moment, I thought... Oh, I'm about to cry. I really thought I was going to die. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Hold on. Yeah, that's that's sad. I I think this for uh, me is like... This is something I, I, that you I was... This is something that, that you was intimate with before. So it's like, why would he like... Yeah. It was, it was really Did bad. you notice any signs in him before no i didn't no mm-hmm. only thing that threw me off when i first met him he was like super adamant that he wanted me so he gave me his undivided attention like i want you and he would just he devoted all his time to me but i was like okay maybe this guy just like me a lot maybe he's it, it isn't nothing mm-hmm. like that but as i play it back he seemed very obsessive mm. extremely and nobody, yeah. nobody, and, the um, neighbors and nobody heard, heard anything? Like, they didn't try to, like, come by, see what was going on? 
No, I didn't scream. I laid there and um he when he saw me just later, I didn't move, I didn't fight. I just laid I laid there flat. And I thought to myself, girl, just lay there, don't move, let him have sex with you. And when it's done, you don't have to deal with him no more. He got off me and then he pushed me and then he was like, I'm gonna leave. And I was like, get out my house. Get out my house. And he was like, I'll see you in the streets. I was like, if you do anything to me, I'm going to put your ass in jail. You're going to go to jail. After that, I was I was scared. That brought so much fear mm. into my life. I started to not go. I didn't go anywhere. I locked myself in my house. I would go to work and go to school and come home and be in this house. I was sleeping with knives next to my bed. I was sleeping... Like, in, in my mind, I'm in combat mode. If this motherfucker come in my house, I'm going to kill him. I'm going to gut him. And if I have to go to prison, I'm going to go to prison. But I, you're not going to, you, you won't do that Did you to go to again. the police? I did not. I actually, when the assault happened, I went out to the club tonight. Mm. I tried to not think about what happened to me. I just thought he was tripping. And then it started to manifest into other things. I was angry. I was depressed. I was bitter. I had resentment. I hated men. I didn't want nobody to touch me. I didn't want to be my, my friends. I didn't even want to do my hair. Like, I was on some not typical I mean, when you were, it was also very traumatizing. Yeah, and I went through it alone because I was ashamed. But why, why do you feel the... Why you didn't go to the police? Like, were you... I was mm-hmm. scared. Because for I'm alone. I don't really have family. Like I, I don't talk to much of my family. I was scared. I mm-hmm. felt ashamed. Me being me, the girl that has it together. She works. She go to school. She's bubbly. She's life of the party. How could I have allowed somebody to come into my space and take something All like right. that from me? I was like, I can't tell this to the world. I'm out there telling them to love themselves, and I'm here. I'm all, I almost got fucking choked to death by a man that I trusted. I I was like, I, I felt yeah. dirty. I felt nasty. And I I didn't want to tell the world. That. And I know one of I the didn't. reasons why I know you said you didn't want to say anything because you also felt ashamed. But like, why did you feel ashamed? Because it wasn't your fault. I felt ashamed because I allowed this person in my house and I allowed this person into my space and I trusted this person. And I always try to be a good judge of character. And it's like, I dropped Mm. the ball. I completely dropped the ball. I'm the one that supposedly has it all together. And I, life hit me real hard. And I, 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 I just closed myself down and I, I said, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to tell nobody. But I started to do things that showed me that I was very unhappy. Like what? I didn't go outside. I was not eating. Mm-hmm. I was moody. Like I was, I, I, was, I was nasty to everybody. And, and, and I have to go back and apologize to people. And that's what I did. I went back to tell people what was going on with me. Because I was so mean and so bitter in that, that time. I was just like, six. it was six months ago that it happened and it's only up until now when I let you know that's when I've just started to tell people what Mm -hmm. happened to me your Instagram pictures whatever I feel like you're not really like during that time you wasn't really out there like you wasn't dancing 
You wasn't like no. I wasn't mm-hmm. doing anything. I wanted to delete my Instagram. I, and I don't know if you remember at a point I, I'm gonna deactivate. Like I was, I was over social media. I was over it all. Did I become suicidal? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I did not. I, I felt like I don't have a connection with my family. I felt disowned. I don't have a supporting man in my life that truly loves me. The one that I did like, he has done something so awful to me. I was like, I, I, my dreams and my desires went out the window too. I didn't want to be a nurse no more. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to do school no more. I wanted to just like, fuck everything. So what what made you get back into feeling like your old self? Like what were some things that you, you, that you I, did? So January came and um, it was the new year and I looked myself in the mirror and I said, you know what? I don't want to be sad. No right. more. I want to, I want to be happy again. Cause I was just like in my whole fuck a man, do him dirty, cheat on him, do whatever you want. Like don't trust these niggas. They, they, they not shit. Like I was on that hard body. Like I'm not taking nobody serious. Nothing. And I noticed that that was really messing with my mental mm-hmm. space. And I told him, I, I didn't want to be like that no more. I didn't want to feel sad. I didn't want to feel empty no more. I didn't want to be alone. So I said, you know what? When I, I had to go do my annual with my doctor. And I said, I'm going to tell her. So I went to the doctor and I said, you know, I almost was raped. And um. This was somebody who I know. He choked me out and she just Mm. bust out crying. She was like, this is what I was fearing. Either someone was going to hurt you or you were going to, I was going to get news that you have died. She said, you are one of the few that I, that are doing, you've done it right. And I don't want you to miss out on anything because you are such a bright girl. And I, we just cried. Like I, this is my doctor who I go and get annual visits from. I only see this lady some of the time and she cried her eyes out because she just was like this is what I did not want to happen right. to you I told my therapist and the same yeah thing. I definitely was like crying when you told me that because I was like uh, I feel like the last time I spoke to you you made me uh very aware of just more people that's in the transgender community and how I can be more support- supportive. And I feel like the last time we like spoke or we was DM, like we DM a lot, but I was just like, yo, just be careful, be safe. Cause like, you know, niggas is wicked out there. So yeah. uh, I know, like, like I said, like last time yeah. we spoke, you really made me more aware of, of the killings of women in the transgender community. Um, can you just speak more on that? Just to educate our listeners. Cause I feel like some people are aware, but it's like a lot of women that are being killed. And not even, and it's women too, but also just like, I I feel like on Instagram, I just been seeing so many like dark skinned women, the transgender community, just like being dogs. And nobody's doing nothing about it. I used to think, I'm like, you know, you read the statistics, you hear the stories, but you never think that that's Mm going to be you. I didn't think that was going to be me. Well, um, it was me, like the fly girl that she always, you know, partying, fun girl, you know, that, that moment I had all types of dudes. I wasn't taking nobody serious. I, every, life was just fun. I was having a good time. And 
what a lot of people don't understand when you're dating as a trans woman things get very mm-hmm. complicated because we're dealing with these men that have a lot of issues themselves what type of issues do they have some of them are not out they're not open about liking trans women they're living in the dark they're battling themselves because the church has told them that them being who they are is wrong they're going to go to hell society says he may think to himself that is my woman society is saying no you still date mm-hmm. He has to deal with the interactions when he go out in public with dating a trans woman. You know, it's so much that come with it. And these, and I'm not taking up for what uh, these men, but I also understand the other side. What I will say, what I think one of the reasons why we black trans girls, specifically the dark skinned ones, we're mm-hmm. not protected. You know. Nobody cares for us. I, I I really feel like the world has neglected us. And when it comes to LGBTQ plus, we're usually at the bottom of the barrel. Mm. Gay men, lesbian women tend to they mock us, they treat us bad. But if you go back to the history of gay rights movement, it was yeah, two wasn't women, that Marsha? Two transgender women of color, Marsha P. Johnson and Sylvia Rivera, and they transgender they were the ones that led the. They both transgender women who led the march of Stonewall, and they they are the reasons that we have these gay pride events. They are the reasons why we have gay pride parades. So when I see gay men not stand up for us and tell us why we are disgusting or is wrong, it hurts my heart because Sylvia Johnson, I mean Sylvia Rivera, Marsha P. Johnson gave up their lives so that we can mm-hmm. today be free. How dare you? You know, but. I I don't know. It's a lot of BS when it comes down to it. And I also think, you know, we don't have adequate health care for dark skin. I mean, for women of color, just in general, there's no women of color across the board. We don't have proper Mm health care. No one is fighting for us. And then when you trickle it down to being transgender, there's not many places that you can go to to get health care. There's not many places that you can go to to get that help to you so you can sustain yourself so many of my sisters are out here doing sex work many of my sisters are out here they just trying to survive they trying to get it the best way they can and I always assume since I wasn't that kind of girl like I have a job that's not gonna happen to me but life shows you I'm still I'm just curious on your thought about this what do you how did you feel about Malik Yoba coming out uh, see the thing with Malik, Mister. Yeah, everybody always um, said when I ask all my homegirls <laughs> that's transgender, they be like, "Well, <laughs> because it seemed like when I did my research, I'm gonna say alleged that it was alleged that he had did something like a case was gonna girl. come out about him with a younger mm-hmm. trans woman girl, and I think in order for him to combat that. Let me just come out and say, I, I stand with trans women. I'm trans attracted and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, what do you mean you're trans attracted? So many of my sisters, when they walk into rooms, they look like and are beautiful women. And you and you can't tell. So when you say that you are trans attracted, that puts us in a category as if all the hard work that we do to be who we are and look how we look is not substantial. 
what do you mean you trans attractive? What does that mean? You mean you like women? Just that you like but women. But then how do you feel when you have a cisgender woman, woman saying that, I get it, I understand that you are a woman, but you wasn't born biologically a woman. There's so many arguments. There's about so that. many oh, arguments. I stopped, I stopped getting in the comments. I stopped getting in the comments. Because it's an ongoing <laughs> thing. On yeah. Media. I read one woman said, damn, can we have anything? They even trying to take away our womanhood. I was like, oh, wow. Yikes. Like, does that bother harsh. you? It does bother me because I'm just as much of a woman as she is. And if you're going to say that I'm not a woman because I don't have a mm-hmm. vagina then you don't understand gender identity. You don't understand sexuality. You don't understand any of those things. And you're speaking just based off your vagina. As I said in my last interview, the vagina was created to reproduce. Those are reproductive organs. Mm -hmm. That does not make you a woman. Somebody said something to me. They were like, you know, do you think that you want to get face surgery? And I said, excuse me? So you could be more feminine. And I, 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 I got so upset because I said, all this hard work I've been doing and you're going to come in my face and tell me that I need to do this because I, you want me to be right. the standard of beauty. What is the standard of beauty? I have black women, women's features. Like, is my black features not good enough? Like, I need to go to lay on the table and get some European features. Um, to address what you were saying about um, women feeling that we're not considered women because they are. I think the misconception is that we're taking from women. We're, we're not taking from you. Just because a man is attracted to me doesn't mean he won't be attracted to her. I think their idea of taking from them is the fact that they feel like men are just as attracted to us as they are attracted to them, which is not a bad thing. If a man is attracted to trans women... He's attracted to a woman. Whatever we have between our legs is none of their business. I'm only intimate with that man. We set the rules mm-hmm. and the standards in the bedroom. Why is it such an issue what I have between my legs when I don't make it an issue mm-hmm. about what's between your legs? And so I, I and bl- black women, just in general, I don't think that there is a lot of camaraderie amongst us in general. That's just even mm-hmm. beyond being transgender. I think that we are very destructive to one another. I think that we are very um, nasty. Like, it's a crab in a barrel situation. And I think that stems from the fact that of how we're just treated in the world. So then we, it trickles down to how we treat one another. We're not super supportive. And I see online the girls like we're doing this, all these women enrichment programs and conferences and things like that. But on the Mm -hmm. flip side, you see them dragging one another. And you hear them talking about black women's hair or being dark skinned. And how isn't it a bigger issue that dark skinned models aren't treated the way they need to be treated? Like we need to address the topic of color. It's definitely an issue within our community. Like, that don't even got nothing to do with, with trans. That's just colorism. Like, if you are dark-skinned, you are treated a certain way. You and I, I, I know it. I, mm-hmm. I, I think you know that, too. You being darker skin, 
and look at it. They put the lighter skin ones in the front. They put them on the front covers. They put them in the TV shows and they get to tell the stories, even if it was from a dark skinned black yeah, woman's perspective. a fight that we have to go through and that we've been going through. So I definitely agree with you on that one for sure. Because colorism is really big within our community. Uh, how do you think the... Oh, it's even ahead. bigger in the trans community. No, oh, I know. It's big in the trans community. The lighter-skinned trans girls are treated... Oh, God. They're put on a pedestal. The lighter-skinned trans girls are... That's why I was going so hard like on my social media to showcase... like I know I'm dark-skinned, but I know I'm beautiful. And I want you to see me every day. I want just I want you to see this because I was just like so many times, like my attacker. You know what he told me? He said he got into that argument. We were arguing that day. He was like, "I don't really want you because I when I get big and I get money, I'll be fucking bitches like Sydney Star." I said, "Are you so far? Sydney Star is a lighter skinned trans girl. She's very popular on social media." Mm. I said, "Is that supposed to hurt my feelings?" And he was like, yeah, because don't nobody want no dark-skinned oh, bitch wow. like you. I was like, oh. Yeah. And you see, I was playing that in my mind. I'm like, he said he gonna go get Sydney Star. And I'm like, my dark skin, like, I'm not good enough? That was really when it hit me how the power of what men say to us really determined how we let it determine who we are. Yeah, because we started to believe it. We start to do things to mm-hmm. ourselves. Especially yes. if you've been intimate. And that, we give men yeah. a lot of power. Yeah. So how can the listeners out there, because most of the listeners is predominantly Black women, how can we support more women in the transgender community? Um, depending on which state you live in, each state has different organizations that provide services for the whole LGBTQ community and some specializing directly in trans help. Mm-hmm. So I would definitely say hit up your online, go online and look for the organizations and hit them up. Even if you're able to give the girls like some deodorant or if you can provide clothing, um, any type of assistance for hygiene, any type of assistance for getting jobs, any type of assistance for providing them with shelters, any anything that you can do to help the community is just so appreciated. Right. Uh, how has your mental health been affected by this situation? Um, I'm a lot more conscientious of what I'm doing and who I'm involved with. I pay attention to every sign. Every little thing I'm paying attention to. I listen to every word. Whatever you tell me, I'm paying attention to it. Mm-hmm. You, no one has been back in my space since the incident. And I'm just like, that's where I'm at with it. Like, I don't feel comfortable with anybody touching me or having me because I'm just I'm not there. I have started dating again. I'm in a relationship. Yeah, so you have a boyfriend right now, right? I do. I do yeah. have a boyfriend now. <laughs> and it's so ironic. Every time we do an interview, I got <laughs> well, listen, you stay with a man, child. <laughs> That's one thing I know you ain't got a problem with. <laughs> I do have a boyfriend. He is aware of what happened to me. We have discussed like I told him everything. I've been super transparent. What I'm doing differently now with this relationship, I'm playing it straight. I'm doing the right thing. I am fully committed to him. I know what I want. Mm-hmm. And I'm going with the flow. And I'm also making sure that I set the standards for what I will tolerate and what I will not tolerate. Mm-hmm. In my other relationships, I didn't do that. I was just like, okay, whatever. You know, I'm going with the flow. I'm not really, I'm not on that. 
but you really got to set the tone for how you want to be treated and you got to set the tone from the gate because what you allow will continue what you allow will continue so if they pull a stunt the first time you check it and if he don't get it together you leave him that's where I'm at with it now I used to be afraid that no I don't want to lose him I don't want to lose this guy I really like him now I'm like if I have to leave you in order for me to be happy I will leave you I will leave anybody. I will. I'm not afraid to drop any person if it's going to affect the way I feel about myself and the work that I've done to be the woman I am today. I'm not tolerating. I also feel like you you matured in a sense, and not just off the the situation that you experienced, but like I feel like when you was first starting to become within your transition of, of your womanhood, you know, you was fun, you was out there, you was doing twerking videos, you was like. Yeah. <laughs> But now I feel like you. I think you're you're becoming. So you now you have a more sense of who you are, and I feel yeah. like you you cut that down a lot because you don't want people to look at you as, oh, she likes to twerk this and that because that's not who you are. I'm more than that, and exactly. I'm so dynamic. And um, what my therapist told me the other day, she was like, "Have you ever taken a moment to just look at your life and how much you've overcome and how how much you got going on?" I was like, "No." She was like take a moment to just gaze at the landscape and see what you've done and how far you've come and how you maintain yourself and you are such a brilliant young lady yeah and that's where I'm at with it now it's like I'm, I'm valuing myself before Did you I didn't like you value didn't? myself yeah no I didn't I, I was didn't. gonna ask you that I knew the answer too. because if I, I, yeah. I did if I did value myself like the way I should have valued myself these players wouldn't even get a chance mm. But now I'm in a place now you got to yeah, do what you got to do if you're going to have me. And right. if you're not going to do what you're going to do, then it's deuces. Like, it is what it is. And I know you're still in therapy now, right? Absolutely. I'll never stop. Yeah, that's really good. I definitely see the um, the growth within you from when I first met you to where we at now. Yeah, I, I'm, I feel like a whole different person. I, I definitely... I One of the woman that I know I told her about what happened to me because she was the one of the ones that I used to give attitude to when I was really going through the phase and she was just like now I understand why you were where you were and I knew something was different because you just wasn't your bubbly self yeah and looking said, back on it I definitely see the difference for sure yeah and she just told me she said even though it hurts you look at it as a lesson mm-hmm. she said maybe you were just having so much fun that you weren't thinking about the people that you're interacting with. You just was having a good time. She's saying there's nothing wrong with having a good time, but you got to know who you're having a good time with because everybody is not there to love you. Yeah, that's a fact. Yeah. Um, last but not least, what is some advice you would give to our listeners out there that have been sexually trans, uh, sexually assaulted? Um, if you've been sexually assaulted, please don't do like I did. Go get help. Tell somebody. Don't sit in your house and keep it to yourself. That's the worst thing you could do. Tell somebody. Talk to somebody. You cannot fight this battle by yourself. Mm-hmm. I've learned that I need people. I used to think I was so independent. I don't need nobody. And I even need people. You need community. You need community. Like, I, yeah. I didn't think I needed that. Like, I was like, girl, I'm out here. I'm making money. I'm living my life. <laughs> I don't need y'all. Like, if y'all want to go, it is what it is. Right. But when you sitting in your room by yourself and you looking at them four walls and you ain't got nobody, it's the worst feeling in the world. Yeah. Appreciate your people. Talk to somebody. 
build relationships, love those who love you. Do not go into spaces that make you feel inadequate, that bring down your self-esteem, that make you feel like you're not good enough. And mm-hmm. I used to do that to conform. Like, I just wanted to get along. Like, I just wanted to be around. Yeah. Nah, I'm really proud of you. I feel like, I mean, we do have a, a good friendship. You know, we keep in contact with each other. And I've definitely seen your growth. And I'm just looking forward to seeing more of you along your journey of becoming a dope-ass woman. So, yeah, I'm really proud of you. You, you know, you got to give yourself props because life is not as easy as we would like it. But it's Life def- ain't fair, but life is fun still. And it's, <laughs> and it's life is generous. So, I'm happy that you're okay. You're in the best space. Yeah. And if you ever need to reach out and talk to anybody, you know, I'm here for you. I have, you know, it's crazy. I wanted to hit you up earlier on. I was like, maybe she will understand because you have so many people that you talk to. Like you, 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 you are unbiased. Mm-hmm. But again, I thought I was ashamed. I wasn't gonna tell nobody. I was like, no, I can't tell you that. That ain't that happened to me. Nah. Nah, you gonna. I'm gonna definitely not judge you. Like, no, what he did, he he completely violated. Yeah. Like, well, I call him a fucking roach. <laughs> <laughs> I was so mad like I can't but you know I I definitely appreciate you sharing your story on the podcast because I feel like more people need to hear this we need to like you know we got to come together and not let this happen to somebody else you know right about that right about it if y'all have any questions comments or concerns please hit me up at hello at the phgpodcast.com if you want to connect with my guest which I'm pretty sure she might not have a problem with uh, hit me up. I connect you with her on her social media. And until next time, guys, later. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10 year, 100,000 mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. You don't put those inside of you, do you? This is a show about women. I mean, you do? Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly-veiled aspirational nightmare. It's not hosted, not narrated, we're just dropping into a woman's world. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. And looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. <laughs> Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm John O'Brien, host of Money and Wealth, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. I'm an entrepreneur and a businessman. Now, every Thursday, my newest venture is educating you on how to win financially. Even better, I'm going to teach it in a way that, well, you can understand. I'm going to meet you where you are and take you where you need to be. We all might have different starting points and end goals, but as long as we have the desire to acquire financial freedom, it can be done. Listen to Money and Wealth with John Hope Bryant every Thursday on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.